0: This is Stand Up With The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion, addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at standupwithatruth.com. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you. Hope you had a great weekend and I have a brand new guest today. And before we get to him, going to talk to you about what we're going to touch on in the second half of this podcast. Got some new information from, uh, Children's Health Defense on, uh, what, what they've been moving at Big Pharma. They've come in against them. They're talking about some lawsuits that they've been a part of. We'll get into detail. Also, Gateway Pundit, liberal top candidate for Wisconsin Supreme Court, once sentenced a man who brutally raped his own family member, sentenced him to only 14 months in prison. That's what the left does, and we'll talk about those details. Um, Death Cult, did you hear that Canada, the government there, wants mercy killings of children without parental consent? We'll talk about the MAID legislation. MAID stands for Medical Assistance in Dying. We're going to update you on that. Um, Touch on the new study, detailed in-depth research. Uh, Family Research Council put out hostility against churches is on the rise in the U.S., and it's amazing the trajectory since the the year 2018 alone. Um, COVID emergency, climate emergency, same thing. Got some information from the Brownstone Institute. And finally, Matt Walsh, a massive win in Tennessee as the outrage mob came for his job because he stood up to the hospital. I think it's Vanderbilt University. They're doing uh, sex change surgeries on minors and all the trans um thing going on. Anyway, we'll, we'll get to all that if we can. But I'm excited to have a first-time guest on and I've been hearing a, a really good things about this ministry. It's called Mission Cry. Uh also uh also goes by Christian Resources International. And we've got the Reverend Jason Wolford. He's the president of Mission Cry and their mission is to send donated Send donated Bibles and Christian books around the world and sow God's word into the lives of those who can't afford it. And CRI equips orphans, evangelists, pastors, missionaries for the work of service. Also, they set up distribution centers, lending libraries, Bible college libraries, and they also hold crusades. A lot of work and a great ministry. Jason, welcome to Stand Up for the Truth, brother. Thank you.
1: So glad to be here. Thanks for having me on this morning.
0: Well, thank you, Jason. Um, First of all, I've looked on the website, Empowering Native Missionaries, since 1956. Um, I'm sure that was before you got involved with Mission Cry, am I right?
1: Yes, Yep. it was before I got involved.
0: Well, you were a former military uh, man and uh, Marine, I think you said. Um, They've been sending Bibles since 1956. How did you get involved? And uh, tell us about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yes, I'm a Marine Corps veteran. Once a Marine, always a Marine. <laughs> my wife is a Marine veteran and my daughter is currently serving in the Marine Corps. So
0: God bless you we're guys. We're definitely
1: a patriotic family, but awesome. we got involved. Uh, just, you know, I guess I would just say uh, very quickly, uh, I didn't grow up in the church and, uh, I went to the Marine Corps and after a year and a half of being in there, uh, seeing two, as we say in the Marine Corps, uh, everyone's green, uh, but for the differentiator, we say light light green, dark green. Mm. Uh, but for the sake of the story, two black guys who were men of men, Marines of Marines, lived their life for Christ, and they ended up inviting me to a uh, all-black church in Oceanside, California. I gave my life to the Lord, mm. and from there, my wife and I served the Marine Corps, uh, got out, uh, made our way into uh, corporate America, both vice presidents of different companies. Uh, I imported and exported uh, marble and granite around the world. And then 21 years ago, uh, I came uh, back to Michigan, where I'm from, and I was sitting in church. And um, what brought me back to Michigan was a business opportunity, but I was sitting in church, and I heard the pastor talking about this Bible training institute, and uh, signed up, went through Bible college, and uh, all hell broke loose. Hmm. Uh, our uh, seven-year-old son was diagnosed with a cancerous inoperable brain tumor uh, as soon as I graduated Bible college. We were living wow. and giving to the Lord. Uh, my daughter, uh, two weeks prior to two months prior to that, was diagnosed with lupus, mm. and then our daughter in the womb at seven months, we were told by the university to uh, kill her because she was going to be born grossly disfigured and mentally ill. And I'll say this uh, for those that are listening: everything doesn't always go the way that we pray, but we have to give God the chance, mm. right? Hebrews James, and I'm working up to your your question, brother. Yes, Hebrews and James, we are. Uh, called to be a people of action and faith, faith and action, speaking God's word. God's word's the only thing that doesn't return void. Mm-hmm. God says that by faith, uh, um, God says without faith it's impossible to please them, and that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen.
0: Amen.
1: And I say that to say we never allowed the last thing to be spoken of our children to be something contrary to the word of God. And the very short story of that is that two months later, the cancerous, interoperable tumor, twice the size of a golf ball in the middle of my son's brain, vanished. My daughter was healed of lupus, and the daughter that I told you earned the title of the United States Marine was born perfectly healthy. Wow. And so, uh, you know, we still serve a God who's, who's in the healing business, so to speak, but uh, we were at this point where I had graduated from Bible college. Uh, we had just seen God move in all these miraculous ways. And I didn't feel called to pastor a church, even though my giftings and talents were there. Uh, so I've been told. And so I went back into corporate America and I was ministering full time. And then 13 year 12 years ago, I just felt like from the Lord, uh, you know, that, that, that he wanted me in full time ministry and to quit my job and trust him. Mm. And wow. uh, I was thinking, you know, I the Word of God says if a man doesn't work, he shall not eat. Mm-hmm. If you don't eat, you die. So for those that are listening, there's God's social program for you. <laughs> uh, side note. But um, anyway, uh, we stepped out in faith, and I ended up coming to this uh, missions organization, wow. uh, mission cry that we're talking about today. And that is the very short version of how we ended up wow. here. But we came here because we believe in the Word of God. It's the only thing that doesn't return void. Mm. And for us, uh, as, a, as a family, uh, we're, we're in this uh, spiritually, physically, financially. We're all in. As you know, you you when you give up uh, jobs in corporate America to come into full-time ministry, it's not for money.
0: <laughs> yeah, amen, brother. Hey, so I'm looking at your Facebook page uh, for Mission Cry, and I'm seeing it looks like you're sending – this was recent uh, – you're sending Bibles over to Africa. Uh, attention, Sammy Schrock. Looks like a big shipload there. And do, any family members working with you? Uh, and where where is your warehouse located, and how does that process work?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So our headquarters is in Michigan. Uh, and side note, please pray for us, for those that are listening outside of Michigan, because uh, th- through elections we woke up in the most uh, liberal uh, state in the entire United States of America. mm mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, we need a lot of prayer uh, oh. because we, we, uh, we live in a state where just two years ago, uh, the governor told Christians specifically that they could not go to church. And by the way, if you went to church that you couldn't sing, uh, which I find ironic because we're the only, um, Christians are the only ones that enter into the presence of the Lord by praise and worship. But that's a side note. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're headquartered in Michigan and we love that our headquarters is here, uh, uh right here in Fowlerville, Michigan, we send everything out to the tune of now $410 million worth of used Bibles and Christian books to 178 nations around the world. And so wow. uh, my wife, three years ago, joined the staff here. Uh, she left corporate America. She kind of did what I talked about mm. doing 12 years ago, just trusting the Lord and coming here. And uh, so, you know, w- when, you, when you see what happens here— um, it happens because people that are listening have an average of seven Bibles sitting on their shelf at their home. Wow. And we've been encouraging Americans for the last 65 years to send us their extra Bibles and Christian books. And we take those, they go through a seven-sort process, they get packaged, boxed, palletized, and then they get put on those big sea containers that you see, and they go all over the world, and we freely distribute them, even to the tune of just sending nearly $2 million worth of free Bibles and Christian books to China mm-hmm. Because of what's happening to our brothers and sisters there,
0: Mm. I want to follow up on something very important, Jason. Um, If people want, I mean, we've got an audience of over, I mean, over forty-one states at least. Uh, We got listeners from states across the country. We could get you a lot of Bibles if people would just stop and say, "All right, I admit I do have three or four Bibles around the house on shelves that I haven't looked at in years." So, do they send them to Mission Cry on? At Fowlerville, in, in 200, 200 Free Street. Street, Street? Okay, so that's right on your website, bottom left of your website, missioncry.com. What else do people need to know if they want to donate books and Bibles?
1: Yeah, if you're going to send them uh, via uh, United States Postal Service, uh, make sure that you let them know that you're sending it media mail mm-hmm. because it's a discounted rate. Okay. And you can also find that on our website. Uh, but I want to put this into perspective because, you know, for us as Americans, it's, it's so easy for us to kind of dismiss the Word of God, uh, as believers in the sense because we have so much of it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, seven to eight Bibles sitting on our shelves. So, uh, let me say this. We've just sent to, uh, to Burma, uh, to Myanmar, where, uh, these brothers and sisters are making 40. Uh, to $60 a month is their income. And there are no Bible uh, stores to buy a Bible. And if you could, they didn't ha- they wouldn't have the money, right? And their government is telling them that they've been infected with the C virus. And you'd think that's coronavirus, but no, it's the Christian virus. And so these people are being um, abused, uh, being uh, outcasted, uh, all because... Uh, they're Christians, but they don't even have the Word of God to read about the God they're being hassled for or martyred for. Uh, we have um, in China right now. The China government, Chinese government, has just implemented the National Security Law, which stated that you can't peacefully protest. They worked with Apple and uh, Android and removed Bible apps from the phones. Wow! And our mission, cry missionary on the ground, is saying that the printed Word of God is more important now more than ever in the history of Mm. humanity. And so when you see that Bible sitting on your shelf, I'll just say one other story. Last year uh, in um, the northern part of of India, right on the border, uh, I have raw video footage, which I can't unsee. And I've seen some stuff as as somebody who's traveled, somebody who's a Marine. uh, And this young man uh, who was a Christian, who wanted the Bible, who gave his life to the Lord, uh, was was kicked to death Mm. and then set on fire. Why? Because he believed in the Lord. Mm. And so many of these stories are happening. And these people are just asking for the Word of God because they know the power in it. And they don't care that it's a used Bible. They don't care that there's highlights in it. And so uh, for those that are listening, uh, there's some reason to to get up off of that couch. You become a missionary without ever leaving your home. And so we're so excited for that.
0: Mm. Make a note to yourself, friends, listening right now. Just put Bibles. Go through your – and Christian books, too, that are in good shape. Um, I'm looking at a post on your Mission Cry Facebook, uh, Jason, Uh, It says the Mission Cry Bible Drive, and it looks like you've got a version of the Holy Bible, the free Mission Cry Bible. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So when we send a container, a container has used Bibles, used books that you'd find at a Christian bookstore seminary materials that, you know, a, a seminary student would need, and then Christian education uh, materials. Well, sometimes we don't have enough Bibles because we spend the equivalent of about $10 million worth of free Bibles every year. Wow. And so by the grace of God, we were able to uh, uh, create the NASB Mission Cry Bible. It's the New Testament. And in the back, is the G300 discipleship program that I wrote based off uh, Gideon and his 300 mighty men. Awesome. Uh, incorporating some uh, stuff from the Marine Corps, like general orders and a code of conduct and uh, then teaching topics. And so we create this Bible and put it into the hands of someone overseas absolutely for free uh, at a cost to us of just two dollars a Bible and so people can sponsor those as well Excellent. and we have that in spanish, and that's one of the biggest things uh that we're excited about right now because South and Central America are one of the last places uh you know outside of the indigenous or in the bush that you you can't send English and so uh, we just have seen such a move of God. Uh, we're down on the border of Rhinosa right now, where uh, you have uh, so many people that are desiring the Word of God. They distributed 1,500 copies of the Mission Cry Bible in Spanish in less than one hour, and so the need is there.
0: Wow. Um, you've got distribution points around the world. How does that work? Because you're, you're based in Michigan, and you've got all these packages going out with Bibles and books. How does that work with these distribution points?
1: Yeah so you know we've been fortunate that we've been around as long as we have and so therefore we we have some very trusted partners our mission cry missionaries on the ground so these are people who get the containers clear them and then either set up uh do evangelism with giving the word of god uh holding pastoral uh leadership conferences and le- sending that pastor home with bible a bible for him and his entire congregation or crusades or setting up bible colleges and so those are our distribution points uh, overseas but we also have on our website state coordinators and for those of you that are listening in other states you, you could partner with the ministry by being a state coordinator. Hmm. And what that means is, uh, if we find somebody, say, in Oklahoma and, hmm. and, uh, they can't mail us the Bibles or deliver them to us, a state coordinator will hold them until they get a pallet or two and then they bring them to us and or arrange to get it here. And so they're kind of like a liaison, uh, mission cry missionary in that state.
0: Um, I want to thank you for putting the New American Standard version <laughs> out there. That's yeah. um, that's one of my favorites, as the favorite of mine. But anyway, um, I want to go back and talk a little bit about um, politics because a lot of Christians have kind of g- gotten away from. They think politics are evil. They've bought the separation of church and state lie, and so in mm-hmm. 2020, we found ourselves as a church in America being deemed non-essential churches you don't you don't need to meet in fact we're going to arrest you if you do or you know mm-hmm. restrict your worship which is completely unbiblical goes against the constitution and we know we've oh, I remember reading stories of your governor a, a wicked woman uh, Whit- Whitmer, I always want to say Witchmer, but it's, uh, Whitmer and what she was doing there. And it, it's, it's just amazing that more people didn't seem to push back. Maybe they did. Maybe we just didn't hear about it on national news. But you ran for Michigan House of Representatives. And this was just recently. Tell us about what happened, Jason. I don't know if you can still hear me. Maybe he dropped out. We're going to try to get Jason back on the line. Um, if you can, if you can still hear me, Jason, just, Uh, Keep talking every couple minutes. It looks like you're still connected. I don't know what happened. Oh, there we go. We're going to have to reconnect with him. So I'll tell you a little bit of what Jason shared with me, what we'll try to reconnect with him. He ran for Michigan House of Representatives at, if I remember right, at something like 3 in the morning. He was leading, and when they woke up the next – are you there, Jason? Yes, I am. Okay. Yes, I don't know what happened, but I was just sharing the story about when you ran. I think you told me you went to bed at like 3.30 in the morning, and you were ahead – Please share that story.
1: Yes, absolutely. So uh, I just ran for Michigan State House of Representatives, and uh, it was one of the key areas, uh, as you know, and in, in, at least in the state of Michigan, our budget is one of the highest in the country Uh it, helped, it basically it's a 68 billion dollar budget and uh, wow. this was one of the newly created seats and the Democrats wanted it very very badly for the sake of being able to kill babies right up to the ninth month yeah control 68 billion then a nine billion dollar or a nine billion dollar bag of money that, that the, um, the the Republicans had on reserve for a rainy day uh, but I uh, we ran the campaign they raised 1.3 million against me to our hundred thousand. And at 2 a.m., we were winning by a thousand votes. The next day after the election, between 7 and 10 a.m., we ended up losing the election by 3,700 votes, uh, which was um, absolutely mind boggling. Uh, we still have people congratulating us because we were, uh, I was deemed the winner. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's not an official announcement, but I'll tell you, I don't like to lose. And so, uh, and I don't like, Uh, what's happening to our country. No, And I think it's very important to say what I heard you saying right before I got disconnected there shortly was Christians and not voting. Yep. There's 25 million, 25 million people in the United States of America that are tithing church members that aren't even registered to vote.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Uh, In one election, we could take our country back. Yes. And I'm looking at a picture right now in my office. And it's George Washington praying at Valley Forge. And there's another picture of him crossing the Delaware where he's fighting. Mm. And in the middle, there's a picture of Reverend John Muhlenberg, who at the beginning of the Revolutionary War preached the message that there's a time for peace and there's a time for war. At the end of his message, he took off his preaching robe and underneath he had the Army Brigade's first uniform. And him and 300 members of his church were the first Mm. Army Brigade to fight in the war his brother also a preacher said you're prostituting the call on your life you shouldn't be doing this sounds familiar right yes uh two weeks later they burned it the brits burned his brother's church to the ground and then he realized it was time to fight <laughs> That's... and, and, and I, I say that to say um christians here in america uh it's easy for them to say uh, that we don't need to be involved in politics because they're operating under a freedom that was given to them from people who wore a uniform or our forefathers who give them the right to say that. In other countries uh, like Ghana, where they were being killed by the Muslims for three years straight, they were being killed and they were praying and they were in the prayer closet. And finally, they came out of the closet, prayer closet, and they fought. And they were able to save lives and, at the time, put a Christian president in, and it changed. My point Mm -hmm. is this. We have a responsibility greater than—I believe that we'll stand before God as an American Christian at a greater price than anyone else because of the freedoms that we have. Mm. Uh, You were very kind in your words, brother, but the church has been castrated, spiritually castrated. Uh, As a whole, we we are—we are— uh, non-essential, <laughs> you know. Uh, we we don't. We're not involved in those seven mountains of God. And where mm-hmm. we retreated, the devil came in, and now we see in the state of Michigan where someone can kill a baby all the way up to the ninth month until the baby is crowning. I mean, we, we in that's Michigan.
0: Evil. That's evil. Yes, yeah. in, in
1: Michigan, you can go if you're a, a young kid. You're at school, and you go and tell your counselor that you, if you're a boy, you think you're a girl. They can take you to Planned Parenthood or, or start you on hormone blockers without parental consent. We are living a demonic time, and the only thing that's going to happen is either we we wake up as Christians and we get to the polls and we vote, or we are going to cause our children and our grandchildren to fight another revolutionary war Mm -hmm. and so i don't think there's anything greater than what needs to be done see i don't see in closing for my my part here i don't see a difference religion and politics are both spiritual issues when you boil them down to their finite and we have to and we must get involved and as i said on the campaign trail the government is not our god the government is not our physician and the government is not the parent to our children
0: Boy, those three things right there are three of the battlefronts that we have really been dealing with as a nation and, and as a church, for especially, I mean, for decades, but for the last three or four years, it has ramped up. And by the way, I want to correct myself. I said when you're talking about abortion on demand up until almost the moment of birth in several states, I yep. believe there that is legal. That's not just evil. That is demonic. And there are right. things that Christians need to be reminded of, policy, platform, and procedure. We need to understand yes, the demonic platform that is behind this and stop sugarcoating it. So I thank you for your strong words. And I didn't realize you're a Black Robe Regiment guy. We've had Dan Fisher, Paul Blair on. We uh, have been affiliated with Liberty Pastors. I don't know if you're yeah, familiar with them. I love these men of God. And um, I just pray that, I don't know, we would find new ways to christians with this truth um just your thoughts on how we might be able to do that jason
1: well first and foremost if you're sitting at a church uh and i've heard there's still some churches that are closed
0: oh my goodness
1: (laughs) over the quote-unquote pandemic if you're sitting in a church like that uh leave and take your money with you Mm. and go find a church uh that's proclaiming uh the good news the fullness of the gospel And i'll say this uh two years ago when the governor of michigan Uh, told business they needed to close, and she only deemed certain businesses essential. I want you and the listeners to know I never shut this down. As a matter of fact, I deemed us essential. Mm -hmm. Uh, No governor was going to tell me, by the way, a governor who kills babies and is a liar and a cheat and a thief and stealer of people's money. uh, Our government does not trump the word of God. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's the opposite. And so uh, for us, Uh, when I saw so many people living in a spirit of fear during the quote-unquote pandemic, uh, and then seeing certain pastors, and we had some great pastors who stood up and did what they were to do and truly led. But I think um, I liked it in one way that this happened, because it showed us who uh, the real leaders were, yes, and and those that that weren't, and those that knew the Word and Mm -hmm. didn't know the Word. And so... um, I think that we can change it by first the word. This is what I believe is the only thing. As God says, the word is the only thing that doesn't return void mm. and everything's on it. The word of God is in every, needs to be in every part of our life at work, at business, at politics, at school, at whatever it is. That's what we need to do. And I just encourage people to get in their word and read it. And then at your church, ask your pastor, pastor, Ballot harvesting is legal now. So you know what? Let's let's print off and get people registered to vote, and let's go turn those in. And when it comes time to vote, let us have those people bring those ballots in and, and vote and then hand deliver those ballots. Uh, you know, Franklin Graham said, and I hope that he's wrong, he said the only way that the – he said the America that you and I know is forever gone, and the only way that we'll ever get it back is if we take up arms. Mm. That's the son of Billy Graham wow. saying that. Wow. So I say we make one more last-ditch effort of voting before we have to go to that next level.
0: I agree with you. We've just got four minutes left. And by the way, if you just tuned in, it's a great and provocative conversation we're having with Reverend Jason Wolford, president of Mission Cry Christian Resources International. We'll wrap up with that and share a little bit about how you can get your Bibles to them over in Michigan to distribute. Um, but very important times we're living in, Jason, because we have acted over the past maybe 25 to 50 years as if the Christian church mm-hmm. and influence is not essential in America. Mm-hmm. But my goodness, we're seeing the moral decline and record levels of decay and confusion and children wanting to commit suicide is just so tragic. Mm-hmm. And that's a large part because we have lost the culture. Just uh, what What are your thoughts on how we can get back to this other than voting, which we absolutely must do because that impacts policy, legislation, morality in America? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, understanding whose you are. If you're listening on this conversation and you remember a time where you said, Jesus, come into my life, be my Lord and Savior. God says that, that you're promised a, a place in heaven, eternity. But even then, he says that a part of him, the Holy Spirit, came to live in you when you did that. Mm. And I remind people all the time, if you truly believe that a part of God lives inside of you, it should cause you to walk, talk, think, and expect differently in every area of your life. I call it walking with a Holy Ghost swag. (laughs) (laughs) I, I understand, and I want people who are listening to understand whose you are. You are your my my last name is wolford, but in in all realness and fairness it 's probably god 's son because we are the children of god god 's sons and daughters, and we need to start walking like it, talking like it, and believing like it. And then I'll, I believe that we'll see a difference when we understand whose it is we are. Remember this. We serve a God who flung the stars into the heavens, who separated the seas. He's a God who reached into my son's brain and delivered him from a cancerous inoperable tumor. And the stories go on and on. Mm. And so for us, uh, the word of God is so important. Open it, read it. It doesn't return void. Amen. And send it into the mission and come and take a tour. You'd be blown away. We have more, uh, animals than, uh, uh, taxidermy animals than than uh, Cabela's uh, in a movie room, and you'd enjoy it. So,
0: are you familiar with Trophies of Grace? Uh, no. Okay, no. you got to look that up, Jason. When you get off, we got friends involved in that ministry, uh, preaching the gospel through God's great outdoors. But I want to mention if you want to send your Bibles, Christian books, the address to Mission Cry is two hundred Free Street, Fowlerville, Michigan four eight eight three six. If you're on the web. Go to missioncry.com. Um, when you give financially, you can sponsor Bibles, uh, commentaries, Christian books. You are then becoming a book missionary, and you align yourself with the mission, letting the world hear the gospel. And uh, any closing thoughts? We've just got 30 seconds, Jason.
1: I'll just say this. uh, For us to send a container, it costs $11,000, but that has a half a million dollars worth of free Bibles and Christian books. As businessmen say, that there's no greater bang for their buck as they partner with our ministry. Um, And for those that are listening, um, uh, I truly love and appreciate you. Remember who you are in the Lord Jesus. Uh, Also, you can go to our YouTube and see tons of videos of people who've been truly blessed crying Mm. out for the Word of God.
0: Mm. Receiving it for the first time most of them Jason Wolford we would love to have you on again brother keep fighting the good fight God bless you and your work
1: thank you and would love to come back on and blessings on you and in your program and your ministry as well
0: great we will do that when we come back friends uh, we're going to be talking about some new information out of children's health defense and some lawsuits that are very interesting also the death cult in Canada they want mercy killings of children without parental consent that's coming up next your monthly financial support of standupforthetruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up for the Truth. Guys, I was really impressed um, with Jason, Reverend Jason Wolford, uh, former Marine, you can tell, but a black robe regiment guy believes in fighting uh, for the faith here in the United States of Entertainment, I mean, America. Um, so I really am thankful. Um, because I didn't know as much about um, Mission Cry and Christian Resources International as I do now. And I I am really going to go through my bookshelves. Um, I've got, jeez, I'm ashamed to say I've probably got uh, at least a half a dozen Bibles of different versions. You know, it's good to have different versions to maybe reference, but how often do we really go to the shelf, pull our NIV or our, our Amplified or the different versions and open it up? I mean, just get a rainbow study Bible. They've got the different, I think, four different uh, uh, versions. But anyway, um, so I am going to follow up, and I'm going to do that because I'm somewhat convicted by that. They're just sitting there, and people that are that are hungry for the Word of God could really benefit, even from something that you have underlined. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. Okay, next, Children's Health Defense Great website if you want to check it out. Uh, There's so much information out there. And again, it's hard to keep up with everything. So don't even try. But try to get the latest on these areas of importance. The CDC's latest move is incredible because Big Pharma's indentured servants on Capitol Hill in Washington have anointed Pfizer and Moderna with immunity that guarantees no matter how many infants or children or Human beings, for that matter, that get injured or that they kill, they'll never be held liable for their crimes, and this is a shame. Um, when you look at websites like VAERS, Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting, go to open V A E R S dot com if you don't believe me, and that is underreported on that website in particular. Um, it also means that the depraved state of public health officials and schools will now be able to require these experimental vaccines for young children. This is what they're pushing, friends, knowing that, well, let's, let's go back to the facts. Two series, one booster shot, a prerequisite for attending school. Really? This is what they're pushing. So if you're Pfizer or Moderna, this is the holy grail. A guaranteed trapped market for a a shoddily tested, liability-free, endless, revenue-generating, mandated vaccine. This is like the holy grail for big pharma. Remember, friends, let's let's go back and, and look at a very basic scripture and be reminded that the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, even murder. So, do these companies care that the CDC's reckless recommendation could be a death sentence for a, ch- a child? Well, the f- thanks to the f- uh, Freedom of Information Act lawsuits, we now know that the CDC, Center for Disease Control, ignored hundreds of safety signals for these toxic products. 96 in the 12 to 17 year old age group, 66 in the age group, uh, five years to 11 year old. So this is according to Freedom of Information Act lawsuits. And given this horrendous safety profile and studying, stunning, I should say, um, inefficiency against COVID, any rational government would yank these products from the market. Any other time in history, any vaccine or quote, cure or remedy that injured that many people would have been banned immediately and you know that any other time in history how does the left answer how do the globalists answer for that how does big pharma answer for that well they've got immunity but i like what it says in there's any rational government <laughs> would yank these products from the market instead what did the cdc do they doubled down and now they're they're recommending them for children why? Because Big Pharma owns our public health institutions. A couple more points. The CDC has already won some key battles this year. We, uh, Children's Health Defense prevailed in temporarily blocking California's law, seeking to punish doctors for spreading what they called, they, they globalists, government, Democrat socialists, what they called COVID misinformation. And you know, in the last three years now, from now on, when you hear that word misinformation, you've got to put it in air quotes. Um, the CD are not the CDC, the Children's Health Defense won a landmark New York Supreme Court ruling declaring that the state's COVID vaccine mandate for health care workers null and void. In all, Children's Health Defense is fighting more than 50 lawsuits. Again, some of the most powerful corporations in the world. Now, every one of these lawsuits is about defending free speech, our right to medical freedom, not tyranny, and our children's right to a healthy future. They forget that children have rights, too, when they mandate these things. So I believe it's uh, childrenshealthdefense.com. It might be .org, but I think it's .com. So check that out, Children's Health. Defense, And we're thankful for the work that they're doing. So now, uh, kind of related story, because um, we're talking about taking lives. Some intentionally, some not intentionally, but um, collateral damage to the left and to the globalists. And to, all right, death cult. Canada government wants mercy killings of children without parental consent. This is my article this week. A Canadian parliamentary committee is recommending lawmakers legalize euthanasia for sick and disabled children or those in Canada's child welfare system. They think those whose deaths are what they consider reasonably foreseeable should be able to end their own lives. We talked a little bit about this last week, but I want to quote the, let's see, uh, the Canadian government, a special joint committee on MAID, which stands for Medical Assistance in Dying Recommendation 19 in the report says this, that the government of Canada establish a requirement that, where appropriate, the parents or guardians of a mature minor be consulted in the course of the assessment process for MAID, but that the will of a minor who is found to have the requisite decision-making capacity ultimately take priority. So what's that saying is it doesn't necessarily need Parental consent anymore if they are deeming the will of the minor to be able to make that decision, have that decision-making capacity. Um, That's what it means when they say without parental consent. This is really amazing. Uh, But I want to mention, lest we look down our noses on our northern neighbors in Canada, and we have a lot of listeners in Canada. Shout out to our friends up north. My wife, as you know, is from Toronto, right here in America. Remember, the birth control and eugenics movement took off, and we inspired other nations. We inspired Hitler's racial purity program. Don't believe me? Look up the history of Margaret Sanger, Planned Parenthood's radical founder, who was a racist, socialist, radical feminist, and eugenicist. And she inspired the Nazis. True history. Yeah, look it up. Physician-assisted suicide is now legal right here in America in ten states and Washington D.C. Of course, um, I mentioned the ten states in the article, and um, it looks like they're all blue states. Interesting, isn't that interesting? Should we connect a few dots with the Antichrist agenda, the the culture of death? I'm just gonna okay. Let me just read them to you. Of course, Washington D.C. Colorado, Hawaii, Maine, New Jersey, New Mexico, Oregon, Vermont, and Washington State. Yep. Oh, and Montana, California. Physician-assisted suicide. So back to Canada. In that report that I quoted a couple minutes ago, who, who determines what is appropriate? They said, um, where appropriate. Isn't that interesting? Who determines what's appropriate? Well, the government. Um, yeah, it is astounding. Yeah, I know if you're listening, your jaw's probably op- open, hanging open. Parents or guardians may or may not be consulted in the euthanasia death of their child if he or she is deemed capable of decision making. Now, it's bad enough. Uh, Canada allows termini- terminally ill and chronically ill adults to receive medical assistance to kill themselves, but expanding the legal coverage to include children I'm thinking of a few words, tragic, heartbreaking, demonic, but that's our modern death culture, isn't it? Um, yeah, nothing new under the sun. They sacrificed children to the, to the god of Molech in the Old Testament. You can read about that. And then when the children were suffering and, and burning on the altar of Molech, they, they just beat the drums they had to beat the drums and shouted louder so they couldn't hear the children screaming. Nothing new under the sun. We're just doing it without the noise. We're not hearing uh, the children screaming. Um, I mentioned when I was speaking with uh, Jason Wolford in the first segment, which, by the way, again, friends, go to missioncry.com, and really you want to check that out. It, really you want to check that out. And uh, get involved if you can somehow. I spoke with Pastor Tim Stevens, Fairview Baptist Church in Calgary. He was just a few weeks ago on the podcast. And I remember he said he warned his congregation about this made legislation in Canada, medical assistance in dying. And he reminded them Jesus comes to give life, but Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And I'm going to quote Pastor Tim who said, Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. The consequence of sin is pain, misery, destruction, and eventually death. And we see this in all types of sin. Now back to the recent developments in Canada on this story of uh, trying to get to children. According to the Canadian government, after March 17, which is, I'm looking at the calendar, um, that's like three weeks away maybe, after March 17, people with a mental illness as their sole underlying medical condition will have access to MAID if they meet all of the eligibility requirements. The new legislation would extend the delay of eligibility for MAID in circumstances where a person's sole underlying medical condition is a mental illness. Wow, we're opening up a whole nother can, aren't we, when we're talking about not just physical ailments, or disease, we're talking about mental illness. All right, I want to quote Dr. Margaret Collette. She's a Canadian palliative care doctor from British Columbia, and um, she says that medical termination or assisted suicide now accounts for nearly one in every twenty deaths there. And it's this is being fanned. The flames of this is being fanned in a secular culture where people want to be God of not only their own lives but other people's lives. And that's what the globalists want to do. Let's make those connections again to the globalist agenda and what they're all trying to do. Remember, um, who was it? Yuval Noah Harari who recently said openly that human beings, I mean, you, you, you we're just hackable animals. There, so there is no God, there is no soul, there's no morality, Human beings are hackable animals. He's talking about that. So you can get the chip implanted in you. He, he literally said human beings are hackable animals. And he, like, like the Nazis did, like so many others in, on the left and in, in the globalist society and the climate alarmism movement today, they say we need to get rid of, we need to rid the earth of all the useless eaters. Useless eaters. People just taking up space. People having no purpose. Why, in their opinion, or in their skewed thinking, do they have no purpose? Because they removed God. God created every human life in his image, from the womb to the tomb. They are beautifully and wonderfully made, whether a person is handicapped, diseased, a, a child, an elderly person, from the womb to the tomb, their life has value and they have purpose in Christ. We have purpose. But you remove God from the equation. Take the word of God out and the truth. Redefine truth. Bring in the globalist narrative. And this is the battle, one of the many battlefronts we are fighting today in America. Okay, next story. I told you I'd mention this briefly. Um the liberal top candidate for Wisconsin Supreme Court once sentenced a man who brutally raped his own family member to only 14 months in prison. Milwaukee County Judge Janet, I think I'm going to massacre this last name, but it's uh, Protasiewicz. Janet Judge Janet Protasiewicz, Milwaukee. Now one of the top two candidates remaining for uh, Wisconsin's election in April, the vacant seat in the Supreme Court. She's got a record of being soft on crime. Surprise, surprise. She's running against who I will vote for in April and who Jelaine Appling um, voted for in the primary, ex-justice uh, Dan Kelly. Um, Protasiewicz, the radical leftist, currently holds an edge over him after liberal justices won 54% of the vote In the primary, conservatives won 46. So 50, what is it? What did I say? 51? 54. 54 to 46. So the Wisconsin Republican Party launched a website detailing these radical cases where she gave violent offenders and sex offenders light sentences. Stop right there, friends. Just because you're not in Wisconsin doesn't mean this doesn't apply to you. We've seen this around the country. It is a worldview issue. When it comes to crime and punishment, when it comes to the, the modern redefinition of justice, and when it comes to accountability for being responsible for your crime, remember, they're blaming society. They're blaming whatever, American history, the education system, whatever they're blaming. But uh, this radical uh, judge, her record includes giving no jail time to a man who raped a 15-year-old Also, giving no jail time to a mother who starved her special needs child to death. Stop right there. We just got done talking about the death cult in Canada, wanting mercy killings of children without parental consent. And look we cannot look down our noses because we've got it right here in our country. This is a woman that's the top candidate for the Wisconsin Supreme Court seat, and there's an election in April. Don't you think elections have consequences? Of course they do. Of course they do. So, Protasiewicz acknowledged her light sentence, saying she gave him the least amount of time she thought was appropriate. Um, again, sentenced a rapist to just fourteen months in prison. Um, let's see. Oh, and in one case, she said uh, a man who raped his cousin um, a, a light sentence because quote he wasn't a danger to the public. Uh, yeah i'm not making this up you can i'll put the article in the, the podcast today it 's over at the the gateway pundit so she's sixty years old Milwaukee county judge Janet Protasewicz, raise awareness about her evil and her worldview expose it and uh again she's running against um the former justice who is a conservative Dan Kelly um Let's see. Okay, we can move on. I, I can get into the weeds on this story, but just remember, it's a worldview. It doesn't, is isn't, it doesn't, it's all comes down to the worldview issue, doesn't it? Uh, Matt Walsh got five, six minutes left for this story. Matt Walsh, uh, massive win in Tennessee as the outrage mob comes from my job. He said lawmakers in the state of Tennessee did what all sane lawmakers across the country should do immediately. They voted to protect children from the indefensible, predatory, and increasingly lucrative pediatric transgender medical industry. I'll say that again, pediatric transgender medical industry. Remember, it's a business. Hospitals make money. Um, and let's just continue with the article. As those who have been following uh, Matt Walsh, they know Tennessee's protecting children from gender mutilation act. Was introduced in direct response to their exposure of, and I wrote on this as well and did an article over at Freedom Project Media and Harbingers Daily on this. Um, Vanderbilt University Medical Center has a pediatric gender clinic. And I'm sure other, many other hospitals around the country. But this was over at Vanderbilt, so Matt Walsh and uh, they exposed this. The bill effectively bars doctors from This new bill bars doctors from prescribing puberty puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones from performing gender-related surgeries on minors for the purpose of medical transition. And importantly, it allows patients and their family members to sue doctors for damages. Wow. Finally, a little accountability. Following the uh, VUMC investigation, Tennessee Governor Bill Lee aptly expressed what the vast majority of Tennesseans believe. Quote, we should not allow permanent, life-altering decisions that hurt children or policies that suppress religious liberties, all for the purpose of financial gain. We have to protect Tennessee children. He has already said he intends to sign the bill when it reaches his desk. Uh, Tennessee Senate Majority Leader Jack Johnson bluntly summed up the reason he believed it was an urgent necessity to pass the bill, he said, quote, Under no circumstances should minors be allowed to undergo irreversible elective procedures to mutilate body parts and intentionally harm their reproductive systems. This practice comes with lifelong health complications that children are not capable of understanding, end quote. That's what sanity looks like and sounds like. You're thinking, why has it come to this, where now people have to expose it—the evil that has been going on—and and allowed, protected by the media and the Democrat Party, and the, for the most part, the education system and the mothership, the National Education Association, and some corporations. It's, this is what we have to do now. This is what we, because we've let it go so far. We, meaning. Not only American citizens, but the church in the United States. So, this is an important decision. I know this is just a case in Tennessee, but uh, this has to be done, friends across the country. It has to be done. So, <laughs> cue the outrage mob. I've just got two minutes left here. Uh, there were uh, they had Matt Walls trending on social media because of a brief comment from a show. Uh, during the daily cancellation on Tuesday, I delivered my final rebuttal to the conservatives who have been relentlessly attacking me for being, as they claim, too mean to trans activists. And Media Matters and other places, they're watching and listening, to taking careful notes, trying to find something they can maybe take out of context. But here's what they did with this headline on the leftist media, quote, Listen to this Daily Wire host I would rather be dead than have a trans child end quote other uh, media matters goons ran with it and Walsh says yeah they they were saying that what well, was a lie um saying I don't even want to, I can't even repeat that <laughs> it's funny but anyway go to the Daily Wire check out this full report because we don't have time and isn't this amazing, friends? We knew, we knew we were on dangerous ground when we understood the left had gained control and influence of every major institution in America. Almost prophesied by Italian Marxist and Communist Antonio Gramsci, right? In the prison notebooks, where he said, the, We couldn't take America militarily. We're not strong enough for that, but we can take over by influencing the culture and getting inside, right? He said it's it's got to be a long and progressive march through the major institutions in order to break down the wall of Christianity, the Judeo-Christian ethic over generations. And that's what they have done. Look up at Antonio Gramsci. All right, we've got to wrap it up, but uh, thank you guys so much for your support. We're—I don't I don't know. I just don't know. It's God, it's God. We are growing, and we're thankful for that. Praise God. Um, but I want to mention tomorrow, we're going to be talking about Israel, so a radical shift in topic. We've got Jim Fletcher on, and by the way, it's a secret. No, I'm kidding. Tomorrow is Mary Danielson's birthday. And we've got Jim Fletcher on to talk about Israel and, and other developments, other things. It's going to be a fun podcast tomorrow when Mary joins us again. You will hear on Wednesday Brad Mattis of Life Issues Institute. And Thursday we've got a live update with Reverend Jim Harden of Compass Care in Buffalo, New York. Remember, he's got d- dealings with the FBI, and and um, I, I still don't think they found who bombed his, the Pro-Life Pregnancy Center there, Compass Care in Buffalo. We'll get an update, and, and he's just had an amazing eye-opening experience in the last, whatever, six, seven, maybe even eight months, I don't know. Um, oh, Friday, Mission Americas, Linda Harvey. Yes, we will be talking about education. So, guys, thank you again. Uh, remember to shout out to our friends, harbingersdaily.com. Also, our friends at Red Pill Prince who do all of our merch for free. They don't charge us. And you can go slash slash gear, or you can just look at merch on our website. Well, God bless you. And as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.